Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Dr. Sarah Stewart, the owner of Cibolo Family Medicine. I started this practice in order to provide personalized care and treat patients like family. Enjoy same-day visits, no waiting, and personalized care. We have locations in Bernie and San Antonio. Join with a personal family or business plan. Visit CibeloFM.com to learn more and give us a call at 830-428-2500. We look forward to caring for you at Cibolo Family Medicine, CibeloFM.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs, where we discover a new perspective by relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, your host. We will talk with people just like you about the lessons they learned from their dogs about God. You can find us at GodInOurDogs.com, hashtag GodInOurDogs on Instagram, and at GodInOurDogs on Facebook. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust. Those experiences transform the tie. On God and Our Dogs, we share stories, giving us insight to time, training, trust, and transformation with our dogs. Stories give us aha moments, helping us see ourselves the way God sees us. Those aha moments bring us one step closer to God as we learn to rely on Him the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, and you are listening to God and Our Dogs. Agnes Hubbard is our guest this week. Agnes is co-founder and CEO of Hill Country Daily Bread Ministries, serving the Texas Hill Country. Agnes and I have known each other for more years, we care to admit. Let's just say it's longer than Hill Country Daily Bread's founding 21 years ago. Agnes is a godly visionary, determined to serve and enable others to enhance relationships with Christ and with one another. Her dogs even understand her, introducing her as loyal, faithful, and a hard worker. Welcome, Agnes Hubbard. We are so happy to have you join us today. And I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you bet. Now, Agnes, you've told me that you've had dogs your whole life, but probably your most memorable dog has been Lizzie. Tell us how Lizzie came into your family. No, I was thinking of Lizzie this morning, and I got emotional again thinking about her. And she's been gone a long time, but I would say she stands out as my favorite dog. And she was one of those accidental dogs. And I remember it was sweltering heat outside, and I just finished um, taking the kids to the zoo so you can imagine summer yeah in in, san antonio in san antonio (laughs) 
at the zoo with uh, three small children, and it was really hot, and we came upon an uh, area of the parking lot, and here was this scruffy black little dog tied to a post with a note that said, please take me home. Wow. What a heart-wrenching thing to run into with your kids. Yes. It's hard to say no to that, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. And I can say that prior to having children, I was guilty of taking a lot of strays home. So here I was sort of resurrecting that um, that person that, you know, once you have kids, you go, well, I have enough to do, but I could not refuse this dog. And she was just the sweetest thing and so grateful that somebody was going to take her home. Uh-huh. So what'd she look like? She was like a Benji dog, you know, just every hair sticking out and kind of medium sized black, cold black dog and just this sweet little face and just the perfect size dog, you know, not too big, not too small. Uh huh. And the kids loved her and I loved her. Yeah. Well, how did she blend into your family? Well, the kids, uh, I think that she was the first dog that, um, that our children, we adopted our boys, and this was their first dog okay. that we got. The the dogs that we'd had previously, you know, were not their dogs. So uh, she fit right in, and she wasn't a little puppy. So, you know, it was nice that she was housebroken and everything already. So it was a great dog. She yeah. just fit right in. Yeah. Well, so what happened to Lizzie? You know, Lizzie was distinct um, for me and because she was healthy for a long time and then um, still young, but started, um, she got developed some sort of condition where her bones broke. Wow. And the first one you weren't like, okay, something happened, she broke her leg, but then the next one would break and they, they just wouldn't heal. And after a while, she didn't really have any legs that weren't broken and never healed. So she had these little kind of elbows that she walked around on and more like scooting herself around. Wow. Was she in a lot of pain? You know, the the funny thing about the disease is once she broke her bones, she also damaged the nerves. So she didn't have any feeling. Oh, that's a relief. And so she was almost, she was just like a dog with no legs. It was uh-huh. kind of crazy, but she just had these little elbows that she could scoot a little bit on, Yeah, but not much. So was how active was she after that? <laughs> She couldn't move a whole lot, um, and it was progressive, but um, just the, the fact that she was so content, um, the minute you got home, big smile on her face, wagging tail, um, she tried to scoot around and she'd do the best she can, but just never sullen, never, you know, how sometimes dogs can get into that mode, but she was never like that. She always looked like... I'm going to make the best out of this. Wow, that's amazing. So was she able to make any dog friends? I mean, I can't imagine it would be real easy for her to play with another dog. Sometimes they can really roughhouse. You know, we we ended up, I ended up coming upon this puppy that at the ministry, one of our little single moms couldn't take care of this little bitty puppy, kind of an odd looking thing, almost like a size of a large chihuahua. And brought this little puppy home, and um, you can see how how I am of taking strays home. And this dog just bonded with Lizzie and would jump around her and over her, and Lizzie would just think, she'd just start 
yapping and and playing with this dog and somehow this dog knew this little puppy knew that lizzie couldn't walk and she'd do all the play things all around her and it was just so lovely to see that um they had such a great relationship and they could have fun doing nothing you uh-huh. know well uh we're here on god and our dogs i'm meg greer and we're with agnes hubbard today so agnes where did you see god and lizzie I think what was so profound for me is that she waited for me and she was content. She couldn't run anymore. She couldn't do what other dogs did anymore, but she was so thrilled just to be with me and sit with me. And she was just content. And I think that was really a lesson for me that I was her master and my master, of course, is Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, and and he's enough. And getting to that point where you know, no matter the circumstances in your life, that he's enough. Yeah. And I like that you were used the word content, because I, th- I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what happiness is, and we don't think about contentment. It's like the grass is always greener on the other side. But Lizzie wasn't that way, was she? No. She wasn't. And I remember a couple of times uh, we would put her outside. Of course, we couldn't leave her outside. But I remember coming back uh, about an hour later thinking that I would find her in the same spot. And we have a couple of acres, and she had somehow crawled the entire acre. Oh, my goodness. On her elbows. (laughs) She was so proud of herself. I remember her looking at me like, look what I did, Mom. It was hilarious. So... We kind of would set her out for a few hours a day and let her um, just enjoy the sunshine. And and she was just content. And it it even almost goes beyond contentment because here she was, a little bit of a disabled, or a lot of a disabled dog. But um, she made the most of what she had, didn't she? She really did. Yeah. She really did. Well, that's great. Well, before we learn about your other dogs, because... You know, I can't imagine that those are the last two dogs you've had being the, the bring the strays home kind of mom that you are. Um, before we talk about those, I'd like to tell you and um, our listeners about one of our great sponsors, Cibolo Family Medicine. Well, Cibolo Family Medicine really does provide care the same day. I've been a patient ever since Dr. Sarah Stewart opened the practice five years ago. When Cibolo Family Medicine says personalized care, they really mean it. Whether in person, by phone, text, or email, I get the answers I need when I need them. Visit CibeloFM.com or give them a call at 830-428-2500. See how they can help you, your family, or your business. That's CibeloFM.com. For Cibolo Family Medicine. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a $100 Amazon gift card treat each month. So go to our website, godandourdogs.com to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's godnardogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. 
And don't worry, we won't be sending you tons of emails. Just enter to win a nice treat. GodandTheDogs.com This is Pastor Pete Johnson from Christ of the Hills Church, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. This is Meg Greer, and we are back on God and Our Dogs with Agnes Hubbard co-founder and CEO of Hill Country Daily Bread Ministries. Agnes, like so many other parents, you have become grandma, and I'm saying that in air quotes, (laughs) to several of your children's dogs. So tell us about those new grand puppies. Well, you know, it's funny. uh, After the the puppy grew up and Lizzie passed on, um, that puppy ended up being severely diabetic oh and wow so i would have to race home at 5 30 give her a shot in the morning give her a shot at 5 30 at night and you know it's very restrictive you yeah if, if you went out of town you had to find someone to give the shot so when uh hershey uh passed on i thought okay i'm not doing the dog thing anymore the kids are growing up and i've got my cat and that's all i need and lo and behold, God had different ideas. So, Doesn't he usually? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, this is this is what I want. But my um, my youngest son, he he just really talked me into a dog. So we went to the shelter and got him a dog, and that was Lily. And then my son brought a puppy home from college, and then that is Cora. And then suddenly. He decides to buy this healer, large, large dog. And suddenly I have three dogs. And I thought, how did this happen? I have a cat and three dogs now. No, no, no. Your kids had the three dogs, yes. didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, yeah. yeah, the youngest son moves out and I've got Lily. And then we're the other one moves back in. And so um, suddenly, and the funny thing in my household, dogs... And cats just bond with me. So my kids are always telling me when there's a new pet that I'm not allowed to pet them or talk to them or look at them because they tend to just bond with me because, of course, I, you know, I'll take the time to pay attention to them. So I'm not allowed to, t- to say mom to my dogs, even though it's kind of crazy that we do that. I have to say, aren't you a cute boy? Grandma loves you. <laughs> And I'm not allowed to say mommy loves you. <laughs> so do you ever say mommy loves you when your kids aren't around? <laughs> I, I do, all the time. And and if they overhear me, they correct me. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it is sweet, even though I'm, I am I had to go get my yard fenced and a major life adjustment to have these very all large. I went from little dog to three large dogs uh-huh. now. So. so what have you learned from these large dogs that maybe you didn't learn about God from the small dogs. You know, I think one of the things is that, I don't know whether it's a large dog thing, but uh, they're very protective, and especially the healer. Uh, he, He has his mission in life is to God me uh, day and night, um, even when I'm cooking or anything. I mean, he's right there. And uh, so I have to reach over him to do anything on the stove, he will wedge himself between the stove and my legs. Oh, my. And he'll stand there for an hour, if necessary, watching. And then I'll go sit 
on the couch and even if the cat comes up to me he'll he'll herd him away from me and he'll just sit there and guide me from anybody in the house which is quite annoying to everybody uh-huh. in the household yeah I bet it is. Cause it's like, <laughs> what if one of your sons wants to give you a hug or something? It's yeah. Like, well, his owner, my middle son, middle child, can. Uh, that's his dog, and he's constantly complaining. Mom, stop petting him. He's my dog. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> well, obviously, they love you because they can count on you, yes. and they're grateful for you. So, what kind of picture does that paint uh, in the bigger view of life? Well, I think I love the way whenever I do something, they constantly watch me and see where I'm going next. So it, it, it doesn't seem to bother them that I'll get up and go to one room and they'll all get up and follow me, even the cat, to that room. And then I feel guilty because I only wanted to be there a short time that they've rested. Now they're getting up and following me to the next room. And I feel like I got to stay there a while to, you know, reward them for the effort, but they don't mind. And so they're always looking for where I'm going. And I think that's a great picture of what God wants us to do. He wants us to watch for him and listen for him and see where we are to go next and follow him. That's a pretty high level of engagement, though. Is that a challenge in life? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Have you found anything that helps you overcome those challenges so that, uh, you know, the world always seems to get in the way? You know, there's always a meal to cook or uh, chores to do around the house or going to work, helping a lot of other people and focusing on other people's needs. Uh, So in that kind of level of a job that you have even, you have to have something in yourself to be able to give it away. So how, what kind of things do you do to maintain that level of engagement with God? Well, I think prayer is so important that we stop and, and we commune with him. And, and he has been faithful to um, reveal himself. And I, I think one of the important things that um, we can do is allow us ourselves to get to the point where we are surrendering our time because a lot of times it's about giving things or doing things but we often don't want to surrender our time and Mm -hmm. just being still and listening and i found that he is very faithful to give me a direction he'll drop a thought he'll drop an idea Um, we ask we have to ask for that from him wisdom please tell me where you want me to go next and then be willing to do it I think that's the, the next challenge is, is getting to the point where even if it doesn't sound like something you want to do, that you, out of obedience and trust, you, you actually do what he's telling you to do. Sometimes it could be scary. Absolutely. You know, I think back to the days um, of the founding of Hill Country Daily Bread, it was just an idea. And it's hard to believe it was ever just an idea when you see the wonderful facilities um, and the potential new facilities that are going to be out there. Um, It's hard to be obedient when there's a lot of unknown. It's still like that, Meg, even, you know, you remember us in the garage days. And I have to say, um, the story of David really inspired me. 
and is a warning because remember he stayed at home from the war and that's when he got into trouble and for me that lesson is um, you have to be doing hard things and things that require faith and you can't get comfortable and he was wanting to be comfortable while everybody else went to you know fight the battles and even to this day uh, there's things I'm scared of and nervous of and and I always want the ministry to step out and do things that uh, make us feel a little scared and uncomfortable, but are the right things to do. Yeah, it's um, it makes me also think about something you told me before the show about your dogs, about how it seems like they found something to be grateful for every day. Uh, so when you're in those hard battles, remembering and also having gratitude, does that help? It's, do your dogs the, inspire you that way too? It's the key thing. Yeah. I, as much as I did not want to be a dog mom again, excuse me, grandma, <laughs> uh, it, it is wonderful to have these animals watching for you when you come home and just came back from vacation, like you said, and um, my son held down the fort and he said, mom, every day at six o'clock, these dogs would be lined up at the picture window and even if I was in the bedroom, they wouldn't come to me because they knew you were going to come in the driveway and Aww. you didn't come. And he said it was so sad. He said, finally, I would keep calling them. And after about an hour, they would pay attention to me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they probably want a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was so sweet. And it's a privilege uh-huh. to, to be loved by an animal like yeah. that it's a yeah. privilege and and we have a sacred responsibility to be that for them right and what we're talking about is relationship relationship with the dogs that you described uh to us as well as the relationship with god and i think that's a perfect uh segue into me asking you a little bit about hill country daily bread ministries you know if people are familiar with where hill country daily bread is in bernie uh it's a huge warehouse, and it would be easy to misunderstand what Hill Country Daily Bread is. It's really all about relationship, isn't it? That's the foundation, and of course, first, the relationship with Christ. And our, um, our goal is to have people have hope in Christ, and through the strengthening of that, um, they can tackle those challenges and those underlying things that have created situations where they are living in need and crisis it it looks like a big warehouse and you could say people you know even if you come and do some volunteer work you might think oh it's a big food bank but we blend the um, provision of physical resources with the matching working with area churches all over the hill country and matching uh, creating mentoring programs and matching christian um, couples and adults with families and so they have that that encouragement that prayer and that guidance and then we help them manage the program with case manager management and all kinds of resources so it's sort of a triangle of care as you're walking and working your way out of these situations and you've got somebody to do it with you and it's it's just beautiful there's transformation in both the the volunteer and the um the mentee and it is like nothing else you've seen yeah i'm sure you know you've you may start as a volunteer thinking oh i can help this person or this family 
but it ends up that you learn a lot about yourself, very much like being a dog owner. You learn a lot about yourself, and you learn a lot about your relationship with God um, and your relationship with other people by putting yourself out there. And we're talking about stepping into the unknown, so I think that's that's really important. So if somebody wants to learn more about Hill Country Daily Bread Ministries or get involved in some way, how could they do that? Well, number one, if uh, you can call the warehouse at uh, 830-755-5200, that's always a great thing. And if you want to volunteer, call Teresa and uh, we'll get you set up. We love to match your need and availability with a job that suits that. So there's all kinds of things. You can go to our website, uh, hillcountrydailybread.com or .org and read about the the things. We have a very active Facebook, so there's lots of information on there. And really, there is something for everybody. We work with um, all the area churches and mentoring programs in a four-county area. And little known, we also have a free food bank to nonprofits. So we serve 105 nonprofits and agencies in an eight-county area with resources. Um, A yearly distribution between the programs, uh, I think we'll hit $6 million with a product this year. That's amazing. And we'll impact about 70,000 people through those agencies and the programs that we have. Well, and that takes a lot of resources. So I'd be remiss if I didn't say you could probably go to the website if you're interested in donating and uh, make a donation through the website, right? Absolutely. This time of year is very critical for donations. Um, it's well, our major every time of year is yes. critical. Yes. I mean, I just have to say that any nonprofit always needs to be assured that they're going to have the funds they need for their resources That's right. for their programs. Well, Agnes Hubbard with Hill Country Daily Bread Ministries. Thanks so much for joining us today. And I've really appreciated you being here. Well, it's been a pleasure. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. And before we leave, I want to bring the show to a close with a thought to ponder. Yes, P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Lizzie the dog had many physical problems that led to a disabled body. Lizzie's attitude and spirit were far from disabled. We as people tend to shy away from people who are different from us, thinking we can't learn from their attitude and spirit. I'm challenging myself to engage with at least one person this week who is different than I am. Will you join me in that challenge? Learn about someone of a different age or race or economic status. Talk with someone with a disability or someone able-bodied. Let me know what you learn after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us today. Please listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. And if you have a neat story about your dog and God, send us an email at stories at godandourdogs.com. Thank you so much for being with us, and join us next week for God and Our Dogs for some new perspective relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs, godandourdogs.com. I'm Dr. Sarah Stewart, the owner of Cibolo Family Medicine. I started this practice in order to provide personalized care and treat patients like family. 
Enjoy same-day visits, no waiting, and personalized care. We have locations in Bernie and San Antonio. Join with a personal, family, or business plan. Visit CibeloFM.com to learn more and give us a call at 830-428-2500. We look forward to caring for you at Cibolo Family Medicine, CibeloFM.com.